Hello, everybody. Welcome to Reaction Shots, the Easy Allies movie podcast. Uh, for November 2019, Blade Runner month. Blade Runner. We made it. Looks um, about the same. I think it was on stream. I don't know if you were there, but... And this this will tie into Disco Elysium. I know you're obsessed with Disco. Elysium. But if any story has a drunkard cop mm-hmm. full of regret, mm-hmm. I'm automatically in. Yeah, in. Yeah, Deckard. It's a good trope. Yeah, <laughs> sign yeah. me up. You know what movie you need to see, dude? <laughs> Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Yeah, you, you've, dude. you've always told me about this one. I need to. It is. You would love this movie. I think maybe kind of. Sounds violent. It would also it would also make you uh, uncomfortable. It's I it's love... Peck and Paw. That dude's oh, unhinged. Yeah, wild bunch for sure. Yeah, very violent. Yeah, uh, the man does not trust women. Yeah, to we've say talked the about least. Peck and Paw, maniac. But the main the main uh, actor in it, uh, what's his name, Warren Oates, I think. He's basically playing Peck and Paw. He's just like a drunk, <laughs> angry, crazy person the whole movie, and it's. Incredible. That sounds fun. Uh, quoting this movie, a lot of swearing about to happen, uh, gang. So gird your loins. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he's like he stumbles out from behind a thing, and these these like local guys are like staring at him, and he's like, "Don't you look at me! Don't you look at me with your goddamn fucking eyes!" <laughs> he just like points at him with like a gun. So extreme. Insane movie. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. <laughs> I had to buy the Blu-ray from Spain because they, awesome. they don't have an American one, but it, it's just in English. It's Sound just, on Criterion? It's just a regular movie. It wasn't a few years ago when I bought it. I'll let you borrow it. Sure. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. this is Reaction Shots. We mm-hmm. talk about movies here on the Reaction Shots. What's this? You're like a velociraptor right now. He's doing ah! neck exercises. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we... This month we're talking about great cinematography. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. Filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. going back to art. Basics. Craft. Uh, but before we get to that, we like to start off every episode uh, with what have you liked recently? Recently. What have you liked recently? I'll Michael let you Hayden? bring up Parasite. I'll let you bring up Parasite. I don't want to waste a pick. You don't get, there's no number of picks. Oh, okay. Parasite. <laughs> you could talk for hours in this section if you wanted to. Best in the biz, Parasite. It was real good. That's a really good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I yeah. liked it a lot. Um, one thing I will say, to quote Whiplash, there are no- The movie Whiplash? Yeah. There are no two words more damaging than good job. Yeah. I want to stop- I want to stop hearing that a movie is like the best movie of the, of the totally, year totally. before yeah. I go to see yeah, a movie. Please, please, because like, chill out yeah. with that level of the of whole hype. time I'm watching Parasite. I'm yeah. like, this is really good. Like, oh, is this the best movie of all time yeah. or the last decade? Yeah, like, I'm like, this is really good, but uh, yeah. So I was expecting, you know, transcendent ten out of ten perfection. Which yeah. I mean, it's a good movie, but you like know. in a way, it is a ten out of ten. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, without getting into spoilers, I can't, I don't want to say too many specifics, but I, I yeah. liked it. I think that it painted, uh, its greatest success. I think Parasite's greatest success is, um, just making the characters super interesting yeah. and you, you may not even be compassionate for them, but like you are immediately intrigued so by these human invested. beings. invested. Yeah. 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 Sure. It was so cool. It was a very cool movie. Yeah. Um, a few That's people mentioned one. Parasite actually later on. Spoiler. Parasite. 
Uh, we will discuss Manufactured Nethocyte. <laughs> oh, that sounds so familiar. What is that? Final Fantasy XII. Okay. All right. Uh, Manufactured <laughs> Nethocyte. It's like drug they make. I don't even Sick. know. Love a good fantasy drug, dude. What's your favorite um, fantasy easy. drug? Easy. Dread. Is it dread? Oh, easy. yes. Slow-mo, dude. Slow-mo, dude. Yes. Slow-mo. Unquestionably <laughs> the best I, movie drug. I was going to say it if you didn't. Yep. Slow-mo. Yep. Because uh, I saw it 3D in the theater, that oh, movie. 3D? I saw the movie in 3D. Wow. And that anytime it went slow-mo, it was one of the coolest effects. That effect is really good. Ever, dude. Uh, oh. The way they shoot it, the depth of field and the shimmering makes it look 3D even when it isn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It kind of pops the... It makes the <laughs> subjects pop out. Saw it in 3D. 3D? I haven't seen a 3D movie in so long. They've sort of faded into obscurity. Yeah. I bet you uh, Avatar will bring it back. Oh, yes. prominence. Yeah. When uh, James Avatar Cameron... 2031? Yeah, when James Cameron forces us all to get ocular implants to watch Avatar 2... You, have you need to, to replace your eyeballs. <laughs> you need to have these ocular implants installed. Wouldn't be surprised. I'd yeah. do it. Dolby Atmos eyeballs. I would do it. Yeah. If oh. you had to go do some like eye surgery that was like not too intense, <laughs> and James, Cameron, I would not do it. <laughs> James Cameron's floating the bill though. Oh yeah, if they pay for it, if Cameron has to pay for it directly. You have to get LASIK. Yeah. Just just standard LASIK. But James Cameron says no one with eyeglasses can watch this movie. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? Cameron would try it. <laughs> he would. Was it, was it, uh, I think it was actually the, the re-release of Star Wars. They required theaters to um, upgrade to whatever it was, like some kind of Dolby THX whatever standard yeah. to get the movies. For they, sure, like, same made with Hobbit. Sure. Yeah. When Hobbit 1 came out, the high frame rate, for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. I mean, Is I guess somebody's drilling into a safe right now. That's the that's the jet engine okay. on this MSI laptop. It had uh, safe cracking vibes to it. It did, yeah. Yeah. I guess sitting here with a uh, drive document open is really <laughs> hard work. <laughs> so lately, a <laughs> lot of movies, because it was October, Ian. Yeah. And I took full advantage like I have never taken advantage of an October. Watched Proud of you. Strictly horror ah. stuff. I would have passed out if you had said I watched Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom. Who's in it? Um, who is in it? That sounds It's familiar. made by um, oh, Baz Luhrmann. Nice. Edited by, uh, oh, I forgot her name, but a really cool lady. There's a documentary about her I watched on an airplane. Nice. She's she's dope. Cool. Uh, yeah. Didn't watch Strictly Ballroom. Didn't watch Strictly Ballroom. You would, dude, you would like Strictly Ballroom. Probably. I lo- dude, you would I love like all Strictly genres. Ballroom. Dude. Is it a rom-com or? Um, mm. Dramedy? Uh, romantic dramedy? Mm, yeah. Love yeah. romantic dramedies. It's a romantic dramedy, I suppose. One of my favorite genres. I'm not yeah. even, that's no, not even No, you would joking. love this movie. Let's watch Strictly Ballroom, dude. I'm down. Yeah. My Who, mom, I need to know everyone who's in it. My mom should... Nobody, dude. I don't know okay, who's okay, in it. Okay, okay, uh, It's like an Australian movie. It's okay. like Baz Luhrmann's first movie. So maybe... No, probably no one. Probably no. I was going to uh, say like uh, with some uh, a Hemsworth or something. I mean, maybe there's someone in it and I'm just <laughs> forgetting. I don't know. Cool. The Hemsworths are probably all in it as kids. Uh, it's an older movie. It's from like, I don't know. Nice. 80 whenever. 80s. I think. Cool. It's pre-Romeo and Juliet. It's pre Moulin Rouge. Romeo and Juliet, that's like 90. Romeo and Juliet's 94, a good ass movie. 92. I want to say 93, 94, 96. 
good one. 92? Great one. 97, maybe. Really? That late? I'm going to check. We need check to check. It. This is turning Keep into talking. the Boz Lerman episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watched all of Haunting of Hill House. Oh, good. I actually, to to do you a favor, someone mentioned the Wonner episode by number, mm-hmm. so I, I wrote bleep instead of the number in my notes so that I wouldn't Saw spoil it. the number. Saw it. Let t- tell me about it. What'd you think of it? It was really good, but when it happened, parasite situation. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is the one. All right, all right. But it was really good. I and uh, that I feel like the so episode good. before that and that 96, one. Ninety six, Romeo and Juliet. Nice. I feel like that episode and the one before it are the prime of the show, the peak. Five and six. Five and six. And out of then, out of eight. Out of ten. Ten. Oh, There's wow. ten. Yeah. Loved the finale though. I liked that it, I mean, we won't say how it ends, but I yeah. liked the way it ended, personally. I liked Me it. Me too. I yeah. really like, and you know, hit obviously a little harder now, because yeah. like, just really portrayed death yeah. in a very intimate, elegant way. Yeah. So. Very intense show. Very intense. Really good show. Glad I finally watched it. My scalp still has some red spray hairspray stuff on it from my Jesse Faden costume from Jesse Halloween. Faden. Can't get that crap off. Love Jesse Faden. She's great. Watch Control that. would be a cool movie or show. Watched a really good horror movie, Ian. What is it? I'd only seen it once. The Orphanage. Ah. The Orphanage. I've been too scared. It's so good. I'm a little scaredy cat. The Orphanage has some frightening moments, but it's not too bad. Yeah. You could easily handle it. You should watch The Orphanage. If there aren't jump scares. There is at least one jump scare, maybe two, but nothing nothing ridiculous. Like chilling it's, imagery you know what I can it is? handle. Dude. What is it? There is a jump scare, but it is somehow so earned, you can't get mad at it. Okay. Because it shows you the jump scare, and then you get jump scared, mm. and you're like, well. I knew it was coming. I, I, yeah. You, you gave told me, me as much what I saw yeah. it happening, but you still got me. Good on you. Yeah, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> but amazing, amazing movie. One of my favorite horror movies now, for sure. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing it back in the day, but I, don't, I had not re- really remembered. What year did it come When out? I was, uh, 2007, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I was working at a yeah. Landmark Cinemas in Chicago when that movie was out. Yeah. And I remember being, like, creeped out to clean that theater alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's unsettling. Yeah. So, yeah. That was definitely, like, the best movie I watched in October. What was so the good. worst movie you watched in October? You probably stuck mostly to the bangers. I did, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got one, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, that was my pick for Halloween Eve. Oh, yeah, because you and your wife watch one scary movie a year. On Halloween night. With her. Exactly. Yeah. So Halloween Eve is like my extra spooky, scary night. Like, I want to go Without all in. her. Without her, yeah. Okay. She went to bed. Yeah. Got the pumpkin. I'm like, all right, give me some horror. You're holding a pumpkin. No, it was lit next to the TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I have love the that you just light a pumpkin next to the You know TV. what? And she had the, the brilliant idea of carving the pumpkin from Halloween. Oh, yeah. It was her idea. That's great. Yeah. You, so, you got her, dude. Yeah. She's she's a convert yeah. now. <laughs> it, and it's like an unsettling pumpkin, dude. Yeah. It's freaky. Um, so I watched The Orphanage. 
And then, unfortunately, because I wanted to watch something a little more mainstream, a little more like Hollywood blockbuster feeling after yeah. watching like the foreign yeah. orphanage. Yeah. So I picked Pet Cemetery, the new one. The new one. Okay. Heard middling to yeah, negative I heard things. It was not great. But I heard some like middling. Like it was okay. So like, oh whatever, throw that on. Like I wanted to see it. I was intrigued. Regretted it. Not no terrible. Good. Not not terrible by any means, but like, meh. I feel like it is the quintessential missing of the point from the novel. Like, I haven't read Cemetery, but the entire movie was just like the scares and the kills right, and like that right. vibe when there's so much going on underneath that it like rarely touches on. Yeah. I feel like they just read a Stephen King book and were like, all right, let's get like the scary stuff. Yeah. They read the back of the book, yeah. and they're like, "That's fine." Yeah. So I don't know how faithful it is. Again, I I can't really comment because I haven't even read the book, but that's yeah. just how it felt. Yeah. So it seems like Stephen King, he he's like weirdly hard to to adapt hmm. or something. Yeah. Because like I haven't seen either of the new its, but and the old it mm-hmm. didn't end super well, and I heard that people don't like episode two as much. Chapter two. Same, same. I mean, obviously, The Shining is like God tier, but Stephen King hates it, which is so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so weird. It's like, Stevie, it's the best adaptation of any of your stuff. It's like one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, of all time. All time. Probably because he strayed a little from the material, yeah. like, uh, to serve if we're being the movie. honest. Because Car- it's still Carrie and, um, and, uh, uh, the car one. Cat, cat, cat. Oh my God! Misery. Misery's great. Misery. All right, all right, all right. You can adapt a good Stephen King. Misery's great. Stand by me. Was that a book first? I feel I like it was a novella. Oh, and Shawshank is oh, Shawshank him weirdly and Green right. Mile. I take back everything I said. Yeah, Stephen King makes dank. You can adapt adapt him really. Yeah, well. yeah. I was mostly just thinking of like the it horror stuff and Langoliers. I guess yeah. I don't remember that, but I remember it being very long. Yeah, and like Pet Cemetery, and there's a bunch of dude, what's the car so many- one, Catherine. What's the Maybe. car one? I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, chat, this is driving me crazy. Or audience. I don't know, man. They're all screaming it at home. I know. Whatever. Um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy now. I'm just going to yeah. look it up. Do it. <laughs> Stall for time. Uh, another horror movie. Um, oh, and I watched Children of Men, but we're going to get into that later when we talk about cinematography. Watch it again. I like, yeah. to, I like to bust it out. Christine. Dude. Christine's mist. pretty dope. The, the mist, mist is, is good. Yeah. All right. Uh, a lot of good adaptations. You done? I'm done. So really, he's had way more good adaptations than bad adaptations. Ignore what I said. Feels like it. Um, yeah. I saw The Lighthouse. Nice. Still got to go. Still got to go. You seen that one? Nope. <gasps> oh, I really liked it. That reminds me. I want to. I do really want to talk about one last thing. Do it. Because you reminded me of the movie theater. Yeah. Terminator Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fat, as the movie theater by my house says on the marquee. Dude. Ran out of space. <laughs> This movie is not getting a fair shake. I feel like people are just done with Terminator. People are done with Terminator. There's a They're lot fatigued. of reasons. There is. And There's I There's been get like it. more bad Terminator movies than good Terminator movies. For sure. Or now is it even? Have there been There's how many three and three. Two? There's six total. There's six total. And now there's three, three good say, ones. Three good ones and three bad ones. Yeah. So this one's good. I liked it. Okay. It's not phenomenal. It's not, you know, I, Well, I, I like it. You will like it, Ian. Ah, I know for Michael certain. Michael Huber. I know for certain you'll like it. 
Now I'm intrigued. I people telling me I'll like something yeah, gets me intrigued. Because I don't I don't want to go into it, but it's like it's there's a lot of unexpected things in this movie that you you just can't even guess that will happen. Well, that's good. There's yeah, there's a lot of surprises. There's been a dearth of unpredictable movies lately. Yeah. Dearth? Dearth. Does dearth mean a lot or dearth mean not a, a lot? I'm forgetting right now. I'm having it's like also uh, viewers at home, we started filming this at 10 p.m. Yeah, we're both exhausted. I've been here since three. We're both so tired. I but I like this mood we're in. I like the mood we're in. We're like we're a little unhinged. We can't remember words. What's the razor or Hawk, titles? Hawkshock's razor. What? Occam's razor. Occam's razor. What is that? I think that's the simplest explanation. Is usually the right uh, one. Okay. Or is I that, guess we're just threading well, the Murphy's needle. law. Is what can go wrong will go Murph! wrong. Murph. Murph! Is this true detective? Murph! What is this? You're close. Oh, 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 oh. Murph! Uh, Interstellar. Yes. I, I saw, a, saw, I saw, I saw a disheveled McConaughey, yes. and the first thing I went to is Rust Cole. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> now I'm picturing an episode, the end, or an episode of True Detective. <laughs> Some kind of rift opens yeah. up, and then Interstellar McConaughey is like, Murph! Murph! Yeah. And then Rust sees him. He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and then he just takes his shirt off, yeah. and they start kissing. Yep. Yeah. True oh, Detective cool. season one gets pretty weird yeah, with does. that stuff. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll have to check out Terminator Dark Terminator Fat. Dark Fate. It's solid. It's not what you expect. If you're going in expecting it to be as good as Terminator 1 and 2, don't. I don't expect anything. Okay, I'm just saying that's a mistake. Yeah. To compare this to one and two or to have those type of expectations. Like Terminator, like you said, people have been burnt. People are over it. Yeah. We're not as invested. But as its own movie, judging it on its own, obviously it's the sixth Terminator movie, so you have to Well, technically it's the third. Exactly. Because it's interjecting itself after two, and the rest are canceled. Yeah, apparently in the reality of this, yep. which makes sense, kind of in this universe. I like timelines, timey wimey. Totally. You've cursed us all, though, Michelle Hubay. Why? Because you've you've now trained us to expect the unexpected. So the unexpected has then mm. become the expected. Yeah, it's all right. You're still gonna like it. <laughs> You're still gonna like it. Promise. Um, I saw Parasite. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, the first episode of Watchmen, I liked it. Oh, so Haven't watched two or three yet. Mm. Haven't had a chance, <laughs> but I'm um, really looking forward to it. I really <laughs> like it so far. Uh, I saw the beginning, the first episode of uh, not the beginning, but the fir- uh, the entire thing. Tell the me f- how it is. What his dark materials. his dark materials? I saw it. Here's the thing. I'm reading right now, book two of trilogy two mm. in this kind of universe. Philip Pullman's. Universe. I don't know if there's a name for the overall the Pullmanverse. The Pullmanverse. Uh, I guess I don't know. Is it the His Dark Materials universe? Because that was the name of the first trilogy. Pullmanverse. Sounds so much. The Lyraverse. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, so I really love this series. I really like it. Uh. The Book of Dust is the second trilogy. Uh. The second book is called The Secret Commonwealth, and I'm on that one right now. I'm not going to say anything about it, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Nice. And uh. Yeah, so... And the Omar, only headline I saw of this was that the opening scene is not in the book. Correct. It's uh, The opening scene of this is from the the first Book of Dust book, La Belle Sauvage. So they're, 
that Omar, my roommate, is also super into his dark materials. Yeah. And so uh, we were both talking about the intricacies and the things, and like we were both immediately like we usually when he and I watch something together, yeah. we don't we don't talk a lot. Yeah. But both of us are just like, this was in Book of Dust. This yeah. is Bell, the Bell Sauvage. This That's isn't. Funny. This isn't in. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. They're they're folding in. The other stuff into this because uh, the Bell Savage takes place before. Got it. The his dark materials is. Trilogy. What's the hype check, dude? Is this gonna be the next Game of Thrones? Um, I doubt it. Okay. Uh, it wasn't bad. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm getting Golden Compass vibes. Is that intentional? That's the same series. It is. Yeah. Golden Compass is the name of the first book. This in is his Golden dark Compass? Yeah, dude. Why don't they just freaking call it Golden Compass? Because the movie was panned and everyone hated it. But the first book in America was called The Golden Compass. I think maybe in Europe it was called Northern Lights. I Correct. thought it was some knockoff and it's the same thing. It's the same damn thing. His Dark Materials is the name of the trilogy. It's the series. <sighs> it's the same thing. <sighs> so, yeah, very okay. intentional dark uh, okay. Golden Compass vibes. Okay. Uh... <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's really cool. It's well done. It looks pretty good. It's got pretty cool cast. Um, yeah. Miranda, for sure. Plus, it's just... It's he just, was so good in Curb. Was he on Curb? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. The, oh, that season. Uh, he was on for a whole season? Yeah. Playing himself? Be, yeah, because Larry wants to do... Uh, oh, the musical? Uh, theater, yeah, yeah. Musical, the yeah. Fatwa, the musical, <laughs> or whatever the hell it's called? Yeah. Um, I only saw, like, one episode of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It was good. Nice. Uh, it's 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 always tricky when it's something so beloved. Um, I liked it. I think more than Omar did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but uh, he seemed a little less positive. Uh, you know, optimistic. Pilot's but, always a little weird. Yeah, too. and uh, that's kind of what I was figuring. Is like the first episode's always yeah. a little rough. The thing that we were noticing, and I I I want to know, and I kind of don't want to know, is. If it's a limited run series, or if they're planning multiple seasons, if they're trying to do all three of the original books in the first, in like a limited run, like one that seems thing, like overkill. Or if they're doing like season one is book one, season two is book two, season three is book three. Like I don't know because like the pace that they're at was pretty brisk. Whoa! Like you know, by the end of the first episode, I'm 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 you know struggling to remember because I read yeah. the series a long time ago, but like. I was like, wow, I feel like this is kind of far in already, but mm, memory is hazy on hmm. it. Um, but Lighthouse was cool, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. 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 I feel like I saw something else, but I don't remember what it was. I saw Kill List from Ben Wheatley. That was a good one. What's that? It's a horror movie. Oh. But it is the type of horror movie where it's more of a British gangster movie than it is a horror movie. But it is a horror movie. Ah. Yeah. Really good. I don't want to say anything about it. Nice. Really solid horror flick. So if you like horror movies and you like British gangster movies, check out Kill List. Okay. Weird one. Weird one. And the reason, I I don't know where I said, I'm like, too many videos. I don't know if I said it on here or on stream. I can't keep training. We haven't had this conversation before. About I Kill swear List? we've had this conversation. About Kill List? Yeah, on, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. I hope we haven't. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay. I was going to say, because uh, Ben Wheatley, this director, is doing the new Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 2. Oh. So then I was like, oh, i got to check With this Alicia guy out. With Alicia Vikander? Mm-hmm. And I guess he did, uh, this director has done some really cool horror back in the day. 
sick. I saw some theater recently. Theater? Theater. I uh, saw the, I saw, well, it was a rebroadcast of a live recording of Phoebe Waller-Bridge doing the Fleabag one-woman show that started everything, but she performed it after the series was done, um, after, you know, somewhere around winning all those Emmys. But, like, it was really, really interesting to see, and we were wondering if she changed her performance in this run or this performance of the the show to match the actors that were cast in the show, or if she didn't change anything and they just really well cast these actors to match her performances, who knows? So it was that before the show? It was a one- It was a one-woman show before the show, apparently. Very, very, very. So we went and saw that. It was a recorded, a recording. We saw it, it was like a Fathom Events kind of a thing. It's called like New Theater or whatever. I think I'm waiting until, um, like, winter break, and then I'm just going to watch binge all both seasons. I got I got great news for you, friend. It's short. Yeah, it's only 12 episodes, right? Total. 30 minutes each. Both seasons. Two seasons, yeah. six episodes apiece, 30. So quick. Breezy. Okay. You could burn through it in a couple of days. Um, but it's so good. So good. Also, you got to watch Patriot. I know. You gotta watch Patriot. I know. I know it starts off a little slow, but you got to stick with it. I will. Will you? Yes. I don't believe you I anymore. Swear I will. I will. I also saw Bill Irwin. Bill on, on Beckett. On Beckett. He was just talking about Beckett and doing Beckett scenes, but it was Beckett's. cool to see Bill Irwin in real life. Bill Irwin. He was in Legion. Legion. Um, did you ever watch Legion? Season one, all of it. Was he in season one? Don't he's know. He's the yeah. He's like the scientist guy, Got the funny who yep. can like yep. split yep. into that yep. other person. Yeah. That's him. I love that character. So I was like four rows away from that guy. Nice. It was cool. Very cool. It's weird to see people in real life that you're like, I saw you on the TV. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're a movie star. You're a movie star. Uh, Anyway, what the hell is the thing for this month? Cinematography. 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 Um, So I asked just a few questions. I got a lot of really thoughtful, kind of lengthy responses, but I liked them, so I think we'll probably just... Read a lot of comments this episode, if that's all right with everybody. Let's do it. Um, but the first question I did was, which film gets your best cinematography award? And I guess we have to answer it, too, don't we? What's your best cinematography award movie, Huber? It is a tie. Okay. Between two Stanley Kubrick films. I had a feeling. The Shining. And Barry Lyndon. And Barry Lyndon. That was Barry Lyndon <laughs> looks ridiculous, dude. Like, this is a movie you just want to jump inside every freaking frame. Yeah. Every frame is beautiful. It, every frame is just like a beautiful masterpiece painting. I love that. Gorgeous movie. Gorgeous. All the natural light they did. With the NASA lenses. NASA lenses, yeah. yeah, candlelight. All that stuff. Just so, so beautiful, that movie. I'm ashamed to say I have... <sighs> well, I'm not ashamed, but I think I'm, no doing, shame. I'm doing myself a disservice because I've been specifically waiting to see it in, the theater. in a theater. Good on you. But Stay strong. But no one's putting it in a <laughs> I know, theater. I know, It worked out for me with Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. I got to see it That's... in 70 millimeter at the Chinese theater. Yeah. So that was awesome. That's in like the constant rotation. Yeah. But that was just such an experience. I loved watching that movie in that theater. And they had like 
a historian. I, I can't remember. I don't think it was someone who like was involved with it or anything, or like a yeah. descendant or whatever. But I wrote a book about it, maybe. Some but expert. Uh, yeah, an expert talking. He talked before the sh- the screening about this is amazing how they had like they wrote the entire score in like two weeks. There's some crazy thing because of like of weird course. circumstances, and then it just became like this iconic. Of course, it's like to this day, like anytime a movie is in a desert, yeah. like they're aping from Lawrence yeah. of Arabia, yeah. like yeah. without yeah. even realizing it, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, yeah, for for some reason, I don't know if it's like the best cinematography for me, but the skin I live in by Amaldovar with Bendetis. Yeah. Like, I just, there's something about the look and feel of that movie I really love. Mm-hmm. I also really like the feel, the vibes of the Fincher, of like a lot of Fincher's stuff. Oh, Zodiac is freaking and, gorgeous. Uh, and like um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Those are like very cold, though. And yeah. I love deep, rich colors. And for that, I would have to say things like. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. You love deep, rich colors? I love deep, rich so colors. So do you like Zack Snyder? He has a lot of deep, rich colors. <laughs> Lots of I deep, feel, rich colors. I feel like you're like a criminal lawyer. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you're like, deep, rich colors, you say? Yes. <laughs> then you must be partial to the works of Zack Snyder. Admit it. Uh, <laughs> I um, like Zack Snyder's Cinema's Harvey. I think Watchmen is no, a dude, really cool shot. His movies. movies look crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Okay, cool. They're just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, obviously, some of my favorite cinematography movies are in the reaction shots yes. uh, intro. Yes. Not all of these are in there for cinematography. Like, Deer Hunter, I don't think is an especially great looking movie, but Melancholia, Fargo, The Skin I Live In, and Shining are like some of the best shot movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Fargo, just, dude. Coen Brothers, Richard uh, Deacons, dude. Roger Deacons. Roger Deacons. Beast. What did I say? Richard? Richard. I am so you tired. You were of Richard Jenkins. Yeah. One of the best yes. actors ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Thanks. Bailing me out. What's the movie where he plays the drum in the subway? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie's a freaking 10. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. It's 10. I saw it once in the theater. That's it. This is... We should... Maybe never shoot episodes of this late at okay. night. We can't remember anything. We can't remember, yeah. <laughs> we can't remember anything Damn tonight. <laughs> Whatever. We're just having a good time talking yeah. about movies. Yep. Um, but yeah, I asked the patrons at home, anyone in these seven dollar and up tiers on our beloved Patreon. Beloved. Literally the thing that keeps us both alive. Anyway. Yes. Uh, but uh, Megan Lineart. Linart? Lineart? How do you say your name, Megan? Lionheart. Lionheart. Yes. Dragonheart. Megan Dragonheart uh, brought up The Revenant and Birdman. Both great. Yeah. Long takes. You don't like them, huh? Revenant's great. It was shot with all natural lighting. I need... Okay. They had to wait for the weather, dude. I need... Contingency schedules. You know, it might have been varying factors aligning. I saw Revenant one time, and I did not... Like it. Whew. At all. That seems like quintessential right? Huber movie. Right? It's got bears in I it. I need to go back. I feel like you gotta try it again. I need to try it again. There's, there's probably someone talking in front of me, dude. Yeah. Honestly. Crinkling. 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 Behind me. Couldn't zone in. On their cell phone. Yep. Pretty sure. Pretty a sure. A dude hides in a horse restless. for warmth in that I know. Movie. That's like the most you thing I've ever heard. And anytime Tom Hardy's talking like this. Anytime Tom Hardy. Yeah. Everyone can run one. 
It bothers you? No, I'm in. Oh, you're in? I'm in. So, yeah, and I love Leo. He's like my favorite actor. When Gotham is an asshole, <laughs> you have my permission to die. <laughs> Dude, such a sick line. It's like the best line a, in that movie. so good. That's a 10 out of 10 That's line. such a good <laughs> line. Uh, Stephen Beaumont brings up Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Yeah. Also, please talk about the fight scene in the Born Supremacy. Ha, 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 ha. Which one, dude? The one in the kitchen? Is that the book one? Is that Born Supremacy or Born Identity? I get them all confused now. It's been too long. Okay. I, I like the Born movies. I love the Born movies. Even though the, that camera does need to settle down in the third one. Yes. Is the third one Supremacy or Ultimatum? Ultimatum. Yeah. Identity, ultimatum Supremacy, was Ultimatum. <laughs> yeah. I, mean. I think Supremacy is the fight scene where he jumps through the window and yeah. fights him with the book. Dinesh. Hits him in the dash. Hits him in the neck with a book. Yes. That fight scene is dope. It is a 10 out of but 10. But the, the shaky camera combat is insane. It is. But the weird thing is with Bourne, yeah. whether or not this is true, that it was early enough in shaky camera combat where it's like that was a style choice that Greengrass was doing because he wanted it to be like that. It yeah. wasn't there, I don't think, to mask Cutting. bad fight choreography. No. It was trying to enhance yeah. the impact of it, yeah. and it succeeded. Whereas, like, a lot of other movies that do shaky camera combat, you can tell immediately totally. that they're doing it because the fighting looks bad. And, key difference, his shaky hand combat, usually no music. Yes. Very true. Adding to the intensity. A cinema verite style. <laughs> yes. Paul Greengrass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, he has a sick knife fight in the first one. Yeah. When he goes into the house and in the, the kitchen. Chase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so good. With the sniper guy? Who's Dude, Clive Owen? Clive Owen. Oh, That's my. the first one, right? Yeah. Oh. Man, that movie's dope. Yeah, they're so good. One through three are amazing, dude. Three, Julia three, Stiles, three dude. Is not as good. Love three is Julia not as Stiles. good. Love Julia Stiles. Saw Hustlers. Forgot about is that. Is she in that? Yeah. What? Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that or Widows. I want to see Widows. Loved Widows. I heard Widows is good. Oh, yeah. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Written by, screenplay by... Lift it up to Mike. Way, I'm way too tired. <laughs> oh my god! What um, the heck is her oh, name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh sharp my, objects. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Gone Girl. Come Jillian on, Flynn. Yeah. Jillian Flynn. There we go. We got there. We got there. <sighs> so tired. It's late. Jillian Flynn, dude. I want her to write another book because Beth loves her books. Aww. She just hasn't, hasn't, hasn't written a book in a while. Aww. It's been She's a long been writing time. TV shows and movies. Exactly. She's in the big leagues now, Huey. Yep. yep. Same with J.K. Rowling. She won't write another Strike book because she's too busy writing Fantastic Beasts. Strike? Yeah. What are you talking about? J.K. Rowling has a detective series, a London detective murder series that follows him and her and they... Who's him and her? It's Camorin uh, Strike and... I forget her name. I'm a little foggy on where J.K. Rowling stands in the in the culture right now. I think she might be canceled for being <laughs> oh a turf or something. We're not canceling J.K. Rowling. I don't know. If she's a turf, she's canceled. Dude, J.K. Rowling is chill. She's probably chill. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I think no. I remember there was some controversy because she liked tweets. She likes a lot of turf tweets. She liked some tweets, but then her person was like, "It was an accident." She was scrolling through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she did it again. Did she? And she follows some some questionable people. Okay, I didn't see that part. All right. 
I downplayed my knowledge on this subject yeah, so I wouldn't know. get teased in the <laughs> comments. Anyway. But I know a little bit about this humor. Anyway, really good books. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Mahala says Mad Max Free Road. Furiosa Road. Furiosa, dude. I also saw... Uh, anyway, yeah. Great mix of practical and visual effects. The sandstorm. Everything in that movie is freaking crazy. Yes. The compositing in that movie is so good. The cinematography is out of control. Also... That is how you film action sequences. You know how they did it that makes everything cut together so well? A little unorthodox. They framed a lot of the stuff in the center of the screen so that your eye doesn't have to track when they're cutting. So that Ah. allows them to cut faster (laughs) without it feeling frenetic. Very cool. I mean, unintentionally frenetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Genius movie. I also, I went and saw, what is it called? Blood and Chrome. The black and the white, white version. Yeah. I went in theaters and saw that yeah. too. Yeah, I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> nice. uh, but in black and white, it was incredible because <laughs> it was actually really wild because it brought out the performances way more. It was really, yeah, really interesting. For sure, for sure. Like I was noticing so many nuances. Totally. And I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd seen the movie so many times, mm-hmm. but yeah, totally it, was, uh, it was great. It was oh, that movie is incredible. Yeah, is. David Gray brings up Moon. The way the shots go from close-ups of characters to, and objects to vast vistas of the moon, excuse me, blew me away for such a small and overwhelming production. I love Moon. Love Moon. That movie is so good. Mute is not terrible, I swear. I haven't seen it. You should watch it. I, Apparently, uh, the third one's going to be a comic book now because Mute they don't have didn't money. do well, and his other stuff has not been doing well. Source code is all right. Yeah. Didn't see World of Warcraft. Warcraft was cool. War- just Warcraft? Yep. And then uh, what was the newest? Don't remember. Chappie? Chappie. No, that's not him. No. That's, it, uh... Yeah. It was, um... I don't know. Too tired, yeah. dude. Too tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are out of our element it. tonight. God. I'm sorry about Usually, this. Usually, they just, like, I just grab yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah, name of the freaking Encyclopedic movie. knowledge. God. Uh, Fipe says, for me personally, it's hard to beat 2001 A Space Odyssey when it comes to cinematography. I know Kubrick gets some hate for his sterile look in many of his films. Not for me. Not for me. Damn, Uh, no. But I don't think it's been more true of any movie to say any frame could be hung on a wall. Every second of that movie is beautiful. Recently, Ad Astra and The Lighthouse both had excellent cinematography, in my opinion. You are correct. Mm -hmm. I've seen all of those movies, and they're very pretty. Very pretty. I didn't love Ad Astra, but I thought it looked really good. Nice. I've been off the space movies. I've missed. Didn't see High Life in theaters. Didn't see Ad Astra in theaters. Didn't see First Man in theaters. Yeah, I haven't seen First Man either. First Man just didn't strike me as. I don't know. I didn't want to watch it for some reason. Nobody did. I really want to watch High Life, though. Me too. Yeah. Tyler Gardner, a shout out to Arrival. Arrival, dude. That movie is. See, that movie has the kind of colors I like really deep, rich. Deep, rich, deep Zack Snyder colors. Ah. The deep, rich bah. Snyder colors. I also like Mandy. That has so many good colors in it. Deep and rich. Deep and rich. <laughs> Just deep, rich. <laughs> deep. Just put colors. all these put colors, all these colors in, there. in there and deepen them up. <laughs> rich, rich, deep colors. <laughs> what is happening? Um, and, uh... You know what movie doesn't have a lot of deep, rich colors? It's just the whole movie's green. It's The Matrix. 
Yeah, but the Matrix. It's all green. Here's the thing. It is oh, all the green. first one's blue, right? It's uh. Does yeah, it, it's like blues and green. Uh, it might be blue. Yeah. The second one and third one are definitely pretty green and yellow. But uh, The Matrix is a very well shot movie. The Matrix 1 Revolutionary. Is a if anyone says otherwise... Who's saying otherwise? Mute. Huh? Muting anyone. Oh. I, thought you, anyone, meant, I thought you meant the no, movie mute. No, if anyone <laughs> says it's not a 10. I think Matrix is probably a 10. I like Probably Matrix. a 10? Huh? I'm going to mute, mute you. <laughs> I'm again. <laughs> do you think Matrix, um, real talk, do you think Matrix will be a classic 40 years from now? Do you think it'll still hold up? <sighs> Worried about CG aging. I watched it recently. Yeah. Like three, four months ago. Yeah. Again. Yeah. On, on ye old. I think it was straight up Blu-ray on a PS4. That nice. the, the way God popped intended it in, popped it nice. in <laughs> on a PS4. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> on uh, on my dad's old weird HD TV that Perfect. had like this loud fan in it for some reason. It's like a broken TV. But um, yeah, I think it'll. St- it's weird because. The thing you worry about in a movie standing the test of time is when it's so revolutionary that everything after it apes from it. Yeah. You know? Where it's like... Like, I had trouble going and trying to watch The Wire because I've seen everything that came out after The Wire. Oh, I love The Wire. You know? And, or, I mean, the same is true of Citizen Kane, right? Mm. Because, like, every movie you've ever seen draws yeah. something from Citizen Kane. So when you go and watch Citizen Kane... Sure. You know, you appreciate it, but it's not as groundbreaking or revolutionary because you've seen it all. Yeah. Um, that said, I think that the Matrix will probably have last staying power at least, at the very least, as a fun action movie. Fun action. If if not as like a high quality cinematic experience, which I do think it is. Fun action movie. That's like a slap in the face to the Matrix, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. And I, I like, I, there are many different reads on The Matrix. Some of them I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Watching it again yeah. in a current landscape, especially when we're talking about like issues of gun violence and stuff, yeah. and when you're thinking about how all the people in The Matrix, like, yes, they could potentially become an agent, but they're also just humans in this simulation. And when you then go into like scene 29 on the old DVDs when they're going into the lobby yeah. and just like, mowing down like 30 guys yeah you can't help but be like this is a mass shooting yeah dude yeah i never thought of that like they're just killing a bunch of people who are just doing their jobs those people are in pods in the real world yeah they're they're killing a bunch of people i thought before they're murdering a bunch of people they're trying to liberate that's really and and like i was watching it again and i was like oh this is a sticky wicket here this is what am i yeah because uh the agents just like take they can drop into anybody yeah which i don't know if that kills that person or not i don't know if the agent was already if an agent goes into them well i mean does does an agent agenting someone kill kill them i don't know Good lore question. No, it can't. It can't. Because no. in three, when Smith takes over everyone on Earth, yeah. they undo that. Yeah. So that that means vis-a-vis, ergo, yeah. Yeah. that must not be fatal. Yeah. But if you kill an agent, I imagine it kills do you think, a human. Do you think, oh, no, we know that because it cuts to the people being dead after they move. Do you think the Punisher is doing the right thing by killing people? Or are you on the Batman side? <laughs> Punisher or Batman, Ian? I mean, I'm not as familiar with Punisher as he, I am with Batman. He's basically Batman, but kills. 
then I'm probably <laughs> on Batman's side. I'm probably on Batman's side. Because uh, generally, I think killing is bad. I mean, sue me. You know? Um, anyway, what the hell are we talking about? Arrival's great. Star Wars trilogy is great. Doctor Strange Love, tw- 2001. Yeah. The War Room and Strange Love. Very good set. Tyler Gardner's set. Uh, Michael Rebellato. It's um, fun to say. Not specific to any of the prompts, but Mandy is the answer to everything. (laughs) Great cinematography mixed with audio, mixed with SFX, sound effects. Just makes this movie indescribable. Indescribable. A mood piece told through the camera. Dang it. By the end of the film, by by the end of all the film's different mood swings, you feel like you've gone through a nightmare. (laughs) Each mood or section is filmed drastically different from the others. One part is a whirlwind of panic with flashing lights and ancient... anxious camera movements and later it's absurd yet calm and tranquil it's the most diverse movie i've watched in a long time i would nice. agree that's a cool i really love Mandy. i gotta watch it you need to watch man i know i need to watch it and then talk to me about it definitely on my podcast called reaction shots definitely 100 <laughs> percent. mostly yours no 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 no, no. you, you actually the legwork you might have, yeah, but you might be on. You might have been on more episodes than me because I was gone for two of them. No, I've been gone for some. Oh, I've been gone for at least. You've two. been gone for a couple. Yeah, maybe we're even. Yeah, at least we'll have to do the math on that. Uh, Eric Sayor says the best cinematography to me is when an image and narrative fit together and the film feels like poetry. I agree. In that way, there's no better currently working American director than Barry Jenkins. Both Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk are extraordinary. And I don't think there any, there's anyone better at shooting close-ups of faces than Jenkins and his cinematographer, James Laxton. I think they are the best pair working today at evoking warmth and empathy and that feeling of poetry through cinematography. Sick. Tokyo Slim says, Blade Runner That's is the really first... Long comment. Yeah. Tokyo it's Slim. It's Tokyo Slim. Here we go. Love it. Buckle up. Buckle up for Tokyo Slim. Blade Runner... Is the first film that comes to mind, Jordan Cronenwell's magnum opus in a career full of magnum opuses. <laughs> um, he's a veteran DP who'd worked with Almond, or Robert Alm- Altman, I said Almond, Billy Almond Wilder, Bros. Jonathan Demme, John Flynn, Ken Russell, Francis Ford Coppola, Norman Jewison. He's Ridley Scott's first choice to help to helm Blade Runner, uh, the first film where he was not his own DP. I didn't know that. Uh, Blade Runner took risks in lighting and composition and made practical and ornamental dis- decisions in frame making, camera framing, camera motion, set design. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna truncate this a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, <laughs> amazing shot. But this is what I really thought was interesting. Worth noting that Cronenweth was also literally fighting for his life during the filming of this movie. He had Parkinson's Whoa. disease, which had been misdiagnosed as multiple multiple sclerosis. The treatments for MS exacerbated his Parkinson's, and his exhaustion and physical state during the filming are well documented. Despite all this, his creativity and aesthetic sensibility shine through in nearly every frame of the movie. Wow. Isn't that bonkers? That is very intense. I didn't know that. I feel like when things don't go according to plan, sometimes they turn out so much better. Like you were talking about the music of Lawrence of Arabia and stuff. Yeah. Just like, oh, the last two weeks, throw it together. Yeah. Or, I mean, the most famous example is Jaws, of course. Mm -hmm, Jaws. Shark just kept breaking, so it made the movie better. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hey, happy accidents. I mean, that's why I think, and we've talked about this before, but, I mean, 
George Lucas and the prequel trilogy is the easiest example. I know it gets a lot of stuff stacked on it, but uh, yeah. sometimes lack of resources yep. is better. Yep. It yep. breeds innovation, as they say. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the old hobbits. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wojnar. Wojnar. How do you say your name, Zach? When it comes to action cinematography, I've got to shout out Arrow. That show fulfills the promise of high action action movie, every high octane action movie every week, and many episodes feature extended butt kicking oneers. Nice. I think Ebo Show wanted to know if you watch the Arrowverse shows. I don't because there's like 700 episodes or something ridiculous. You can number. probably just like jump in. No, <laughs> I can't personally. Yeah, you can, but I, I sure, I can't. sure, sure. Yeah. Samuel Cardwell brings up Blade Runner 2049. It's an incredibly beautiful movie to look at. There are times in the cinema when I was just resting in individual shots, not especially worried about what was happening with the story. Yeah, yeah. The scenes in it, in and around Wallace Corporation HQ, jump out is especially memorable. Nathan Howe also mentioned Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. The opening shots in particular are so memorable. I've also never seen a movie where the soundtrack complemented the cinematography so well. I just about started weeping. When that movie started, like just the shot of the eye and then all those synths, and I was just yeah. like, I, I have arrived. <laughs> I like 2049 better than the original. I Blade probably Runner, do. Um, personally, but I mean, obviously, they're both just phenomenal. Yeah, love it. Um, I love the original Blade Runner 2, Blade Runner 1. No wrong answer. No wrong answer. Samuel Elmo. Say what you will about where the Alien franchise is right now, mm-hmm. but those films all have moments that make you feel a sense of isolation, disgust, and beauty. Alien looks like a film that was shot last week, with well-defined, well-defined moments like the chestburster scene and any establishing shot of a miniature, like the Nostromo or a dere- derelict ship. Even looking at Alien 3 have some incredibly lonely moments with shots of the dead planets and so many of Ripley alone reflecting. Skipping ahead to Prometheus and Covenant, I think that the wides show off planets as they la- land. Covenant has some of my favorite cinematography, begrudgingly. There were some very beautiful shots, oh, yeah. I do remember, yeah. Well, and also, like, uh, and they're just saying, like, the vibes are incredible. But, like, Prometheus, for example, one of the, mo- one of the very beautiful films, because uh, their use of dynamic lighting in that movie is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. They said they wanted to have, and they were like controlling the lights with iPads and stuff. Yeah. Like dynamic sh- lighting in almost every shot, I think. Nice. Like people walking from place to place, the lights will fade out behind them and fade up. They just wanted to have dynamic lighting, like living lighting. Cool. I really like that. And like practical, a lot of practical, like on set yeah. lighting, which in a sci fi movie I think is really fun. Definitely, you got to. David Geese, guys, how do you say your name, David? <laughs> to to make like it short, bit. the best cinematography award goes to Barry Lyndon. Yep, that movie. Uh, watch it on a Sunday afternoon when you have nothing to do. Sure, it's the best advice I can give. If you haven't seen it, watch it on a, in the daytime. Crack a window open, pour some tea, let her rip. <laughs> Because it's like three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More than that. I remember it's like I did, I did something like that with Das Boot. Yeah. I just like took a day. Yeah. Like, it took it, some breaks, paused yeah. it sometimes, it's got food. Thing, for sure. It is a it is an event. But anyway, David says that any frame could be hung in a painting or hung in a museum. 100%. Oh. Space Dom. 
I liked this. I thought this was. I would like to push. Put. Put. Very late. I would like to push back a bit on the idea that great cinematography has to have an epic or sweeping quality to it. Definitely. For example, I just started the HBO show Succession, which is produced yeah. by the same people that made The Big Short. It mostly uses cinema verite style, i.e. handheld camera that's complemented by realistic production design, to give a fictional story the same weight as its real-world inspiration. In the case of Succession, it's about mega-rich media magnate family who squabble like petty children over their inheritance. Not only does the style of cinematography remind us how frighteningly real their avarice is, but it also allows for the cinematographers to keep up with the actors as they improvise comedic moments, all of which lead to great narrative momentum, even when the plot is contained in simple locations like an office or a hospital. The same is true of films by Armando Iannucci, like the In the Loop and The Death of Stalin. I think there's much to be said. In fact, even some of my favorite movies have a very kind of stolid or realistic cinematography. And like, totally. I think in Mr. Robot, that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Well, Mr. Robot is, is probably a lot more stylized than this, but like, mm-hmm. I think that there's a place for everything. That's the, the main takeaway from this episode, Yeah. if there were to be one, which yes. there is because I'm about to tell you what it is, is that the cinematography needs to serve the story first and foremost. Totally characters the story the setting the time period everything obviously all of film comes together as one piece of art like that but like one piece oh one piece (laughs) i said the magic word (laughs) one piece um yeah but you know what i'm saying 100 it's got to serve the 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 mood you're going for totally and i mean like that's not to say that you can't like i think you could give any story to any director and cinematographer and they would do it in their own way, and I mean, you know, if they're good, and it would come out totally different, but really cool. Yeah, you know, but I respect a bold choice for reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, have reasons, yeah. motivated choices. Totally in filmmaking. Children of men. Children of men. I want to jump inside. Children of men. Children of Men, yeah. I love those shots, dude. I just love every location in that movie, dude. Like, well, the yeah, the production you, design is incredible. Like, yeah, you're in London on the streets, and you know, you're when he drives to his uncle's in the rich neighborhood, and the you know Michael Caine's farm in the middle of the woods, like well, oh, and that that sequence in the, the car where they they had to like they had a rotating camera rig, and they had to like move actors out of the way and stuff. It just seemed insane. Oh, when they're all when they're in that little car, and then the the log or truck comes down, and then all those people come out. God, that movie! That movie is insane. It is. I haven't seen it in a while. Good. It is. To me, it is the most entertaining and watchable epic. Like thinking, like a movie that makes you think deeply about things but also is so entertaining and so watchable and easily digestible that movie flies by and by the end of it you're having all these crazy thoughts you know it's so there's a lot going on also though it is it is one of the it's an example of a movie where one tiny thing takes it down a peg for me and you and this also takes it down a peg because you ruined it for me i ruined it for you yeah you've ruined it for me i'm sorry yeah you know what I'm talking about. I know, yes. There's blood splatters on the screen, and now every freaking time I see the blood on the screen, I'm upset by it. <laughs> but the thing is... Ludo narrative distance you didn't, in a film. You didn't really ruin it for me, but 
you made me aware of it, and it is annoying. It is a flaw. I'm I'm on your side now with it. I just yeah. didn't really notice it before, I guess. Yeah. And I think it is in the theater on your first watch. I, I have this thought all the time. Your first viewing in a theater is so different because, like, it's the movie theater, dude. It's bombarding your senses with audiovisuals. Yeah. And, like, you're just trying to keep up with the movie and you don't know what's going to happen and all that. And and maybe you can kind of get away with things like that. But on repeat viewings, I just keep seeing that blood on the screen, dude. <laughs> and it is it is distracting and annoying. Yeah. Because that scene really puts you in the moment. That's what it's all about. There's these huge long takes in this movie to get you so on the ground in this environment. But then when the blood is on the screen, it's like, oh, I'm a cameraman now? I'm a movie, yeah. I'm not... Clive Owen anymore. I'm right. Right. the cameraman. It it changes it from a first person narrative to a third person yes. narrative. Yes. Yes. And it's weird. And it's distancing. Yeah. It is. It is. Was I, that I really intentional? Think, I don't know. Is it? It could be. Kiron's a master. I don't know. It could be. They definitely had to fade the blood away when they went to a different take. They come inside and when the camera kind of it does it in there, it does it twice. It takes a little bit away. Yeah, and then more as the camera kind of goes up the stairs, it goes away again, and when it comes down, it's gone. Yeah, so they do it like two times. They do it, get a little bit, and then yeah, and it's. I want to say in the first take of that, or in the take they wanted to use of the first chunk, they yeah. got blood on the screen, but they were like, "This is the best take," so they had to keep it, and they had to, you know, do some trickery to try to get rid of it for the other takes. Hmm. That's my assumption. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. But yeah, that that kind maybe, of stuff takes me out a little bit, just a little dude, bit. Maybe he did it because he wanted everyone to be like, "Oh, it's a really long take." Do you think he did that? Oh, like to get blood on the screen to to make it seem kind to of make more... the audience realize that the camera hasn't cut. Yeah, it is. It is always a very fun moment in a show or movie when you're like, "Wait, has there been a cut?" <laughs> totally. Because it always like takes you like a little bit, and then you're like, "I don't think it's cut in a really long." time yeah uh oh man i just thought of some shots in the lighthouse i won't say what but man cool. there are some tableaus in that that are so good i must see cool wait um but yeah obviously children of men is an, is a, an amazing it's a masterpiece. masterpiece it is a 11 out of 10 yeah but the, the blood on the screen just irks me irks yeah. me just a little it bit got me too it got yeah. me too Ian. um you win i mean the, the most to me the most egregious Example of that is, is Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> when does that happen in Robin Hood Men in Tights? I don't know why I said that. Well, no, just uh, District Nine threw me threw me for a loop, and I, I've only seen it in the theaters. So maybe I need to watch it again because I know I, you know, there was so much in that movie I really really liked. Yeah. But the part when the camera guy just suddenly isn't a camera guy anymore, and the cops see yes, right through him, yes, yes, freaks me right yes, out, dude. Yes, yes, it's yes. another example of just yes. a little thing where I'm like, all Wait of a, a sudden we're all of a sudden we're a documentary movie. Yeah. we are the documentarian, and then it's like, no, they refer to the camera guy yeah, for yeah. the first twenty minutes of that movie, and, and then all of a sudden no. the cops just can't see him, and yeah. I'm just like, Wait a minute, <laughs> and the camera like didn't change the way it looked because as far as when I you're remember. In the movie theater. You're blinded by Here's that. the thing, so though. Kinda... Here's the thing, though. In the movie theater, I was like, what the hell? The cops <laughs> were invisible now? I mean, no shade on <laughs> District 9. You know, it's a really good movie. But like, but that 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 moment, it's similar to the blood on the screen in Children of Men, where it's, it yeah. doesn't ruin it for me, but it's just like yeah. a little nitpick, a little weird thing, you know? 
District anyway. 9, I hope, gives people the same sensation as, like, Scanners did for me. I hope it, it fills that void. Like, what did Scanners like make me, you feel? Like, me going back to enjoy older science fiction movies yeah, yeah. that I was not alive to see or not old enough to see going back. Like, I hope kids growing up, like, oh, like, mid-2000 sci-fi. Yeah, like, let's yeah. check that out. District 9, I think, is a really awesome science fiction movie I think, to show I, Yeah, I think District 9 would hold up better than <laughs> yeah. a lot of, like... Totally. You know, you know what movie weirdly holds up? Hmm. The Faculty. Watch The Faculty with Beth on Halloween, our little Halloween deal. That was one of my picks. The Which, Faculty. This year? Like, two or three years ago, I the picked Faculty. it. The Faculty. It's not even so that scary. Great. No, it's great. It's just kind That's of why fun. I it. Yeah, it's fun. It's really the fun. The Faculty, dude. So good. Why is it good? Have you seen the original... Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Like black and white one? Yeah. No, I've seen the Sutherland one. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. also good. Have not seen black and white somehow. Have you ever seen Don't Look Now? Don't Look Back? Don't Look Now. Maybe. I think he's in that too, and it's really good. It's, Donald um, Sutherland? I think so, yeah. It's, uh... Looks so scary in Snatchers. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, is that Vim Vendors? No, Nicholas... Sparks. No. Ah, oh, hang on. <laughs> Refin. No, not not that one. The other one. Cage. Now I can't cage, remember. cage, cage. No. Uh, L- uh Flamel. Flamel. Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> 1973. <laughs> Nicholas Rogue. Rogue. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. I was like, it's not Wendig Refin, but there's an R in there. Uh, Twin Peaks vibe for Fire Walks oh, yeah. With Me. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. cover. You gotta watch Don't Look Now, dude. Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now is... Don't Look Sit. Now, The Babysitter's Dead. He directed The Witches? Walkabout, also pretty crazy. Walkabout, great episode of Lost featuring John Locke. Yes, true. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell do. me what I can't do. That's before Lost went off the deep end. I like Lost. I like Lost fine, too. I don't know. I wasn't, like, pissed. <laughs> no. They didn't know how to end it. No. The last season is pretty bad. But the rest of it was fun. It was a fun ride. The first couple episodes of the final season are some of my favorite, though. Yeah. There's one with Sawyer, and that's like episode two or three. Uh-huh. Really There was good. some fun cinematography in Lost, also. Yeah. They did some cool stuff in that. And a lot of... Nee. Yeah. A lot of that noise. Yeah. Nee. <laughs> nee. Yeah. Nee. You know what the worst episode is? Is that Nikki and Paolo one. Yeah. Yeah. We all know. We know. The Constant, though, we is know. probably the best episode. Constant is a 10. That's a 10. Out of 10. Pilot's great. Brother. The pilot's amazing. See you in another life, brother. See you in another life, There's brother. There's a lot of. Not Penny's so boat. So many good episodes. Uh, Alexander's. We are never finishing. Getting through all no. of this. No. We are unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Zirinov says camera work is one of my favorite aspects in movies. And I have some obvious favorites like Children of Men, Better oh. Call Saul, Gravity. But I also love that hurt my finger. I also love the cinematography in Watchmen, especially there the graveyard is. scene. Those deep, rich Those deep, colors. Deep, rich colors. Those deep, rich colors from Snyder. Uh, I don't know if I said it on here, but uh, Watchmen, one of my favorite movies of all time. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but. Because, don't have to apologize to me. Because of the marketing always showing the comedian getting thrown out of the yeah, window. They that, showed that a lot. That was so killed for me. So yeah. even watching the movie, I just kind of zo- zo- like it didn't hit me as hard. Hadn't seen the movie in like 
five years. Yeah. Watched it a couple months ago. That shot, dude. That we're coming up to favorite single shots. Like, yeah. Not my favorite shot, but that shot is so cool. So cool. I feel like it's Throws really good. Through the and it's exactly it's, like in the graphic novel. Well, and it's exactly like in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I mean, like that's just a classic shot. Yeah. Like it's, but it's a really just done good shot. So well. Yeah. In oh yeah yeah. Maybe just I like, need to watch Watchmen again, dude. Like the movie. Dude, the opening fight is really good. I'm wondering if. I'm wondering movie. what the bug, what what my bug was with that movie when it came out. I think I didn't like the licensed music choices. Sure. Um, and like I think I don't, I don't like Silk so Spectre. Like Malene Ackerman. Oh, you don't like Malene Ackerman? She's okay in it. I, I like know. her just because of Children's Hospital. Wait, she's cool. She's cool. I, I just like don't that like show. her in this movie that much. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Malin Ackerman. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Jackson's pick would be the anime ACCA 13 Territory Inspection Department. It's not hyperbole to say that almost every single shot is gorgeous enough to be hung up in an art museum. Despite having an almost watercolor art style, it makes good use of focus and distance to compose shots. There's also always tons of neat little background details in every shot, which make the show quite rewatchable. Cool. As long as we're shouting out animated films... Into the Spider-Verse, brah. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, brah. They don't Love use it. blur. Love it. Do you know about this? No. They use chromatic aberration. Chromatic aberration. For separation of colors, you know, for separation distance. Separation of colors. But the, the, the kind of justification for that is like offset printing. So like older- the hell you're saying Older right comic book style is when things get farther from the camera, it's like, it's like going back in time in the- Printing technology Dude. of comics. Awesome. Chromatic aberration. Got it. To show movement, because they didn't want to use any blurs. Cool. So there's no motion blur in that movie. You can literally pause it on any frame, and it actually is like a painting. Whoa. That was their idea. Did not notice. There's did no notice. blur in Never that knew that. Very, so they use chromatic cool. aberration to show distance. That's awesome. And motion. That movie's amazing. That movie is perfect. Second one's coming. 2022. Take your time. Yeah, 21? 22. 22, I think. Take yeah. your time. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Also, maybe announce that a bit too early, but I'm happy yeah. to know that yeah. it's happening for sure, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Uh, I just saw a spit go right in front of my face. I think you just face. spit right in front of my face. Yep. All right. What do you say we, we've been shooting for an hour? Uh, another one of my all-time favorites, Assassination of Jesse James. Yes. That movie is gorgeous. That's brought up here in a minute. Actually, in the three, four comments, that one's brought up. Ready? All right. We're going to go a little bit quicker. We're going to go a little bit quicker here, Huber, Kay. and and folks at home. Do it, do it, But do if it, anything it, it. shouts out at go, you, just go, start talking. Go, All right. Go, go, go. Splontot, <laughs> Splontot says, just came to answer which scene was my favorite uh, cinematography. I don't think I need to say which movie. Just one word, hallway. Which movie comes to your mind first? I mean, for me, old boy. I think they mean old boy. Okay. Also, I thought maybe Shining. Okay. Good hallway stuff in The Shining. God, yes. But probably we're talking about the old boy boy fight scene. It's gotta be. Probably. Because that is a really good shot. Yeah, it is. I think a lot of people thought I meant long take when I said single shot. Got it. But I meant, I didn't mean like one or I just meant like, what is your favorite frame? Shot. Yes. Frame. Like the, when the ships get blown up in Last Jedi, it looks beautiful. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It does. Like it visually looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know like, what you're talking about now. Yep. Love yep. it or hate it, yes. that shot 
is dope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Megan Lionheart says, just saw the lighthouse. Not kidding. Not going to finish this statement because it's revealing of the story, okay, but yeah. it is a skip, very skip, good skip, shot. Skip, skip, skip. Every shot in that movie is good. Skip. Rui Mendez says, but favorite shot. Don't you love when, like, you're talking about the when the, the ships blow up? Don't you love when, like, $300 million <laughs> comes together yeah. to give us moments like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, worth it. <laughs> worth it. For that one shot. <laughs> Those ships. Whole movie is worth it. Blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. So wild. It's dope. Rui Mendez says, favorite shot would be the hospital scene in Bellatar's Verkmeister Harmonies, an eight-minute shot that just wrecks me every time. I have seen that movie. I have not. I think the whole movie is 11 shots. You've heard of it because I've brought it up on this show before. What's it called? The Verkmeister Harmonies. It's it's lengthy, and I think it's 11 shots long, and the movie's like three hours or something, (sighs) two hours long. I saw it. I don't know who I used to be where I would go and do stuff like this. in like an art house. I saw it in an art house movie at midnight. Oh, my God. Starting at midnight. I got home at like three something. (laughs) I wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Who was I? Younger. 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 To do things like that. Yeah. Now you just, now it's on Netflix. <laughs> if Verkmeister Harmony's on Netflix, that would be crazy. I read a really good article about this Kubrick debate with movies, MCU and all this. The Kubrick? Art- <sighs> Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. Hey, same caliber of- Kubrick le- came leg- back from the grave. Legendary filmmaker, same- Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um- the article brought I hear up. What you think about this? Yeah, it, they brought up one missing ingredient that Scorsese has failed to mention. I really liked this article. It it was the 2019 theater experience. Sure, is not what it used to be. Yeah, it's usually bad, and yeah. Scorsese just doesn't bring that up. You How mean like, it's bad to see a movie around other human beings because yeah. human beings are loud trash. Yes, yeah. and it's expensive. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, the the food. If you want food, like you don't have to get food, but even just the t- price of the ticket yeah, yeah. and all that and people talking. Yeah. So the article was basically like, if people are going to commit the money and the time to go to a theater, they want a safe bet and Marvel movies are a safe bet. Also, they're so damn loud, it doesn't really matter if somebody's talking. And that they brought that up, too. <laughs> you can talk. People are going to talk anyway because yeah. people are freaking out of control in garbage. movie theaters. Terrible Trash. garbage. If you talk in a movie theater, yeah. I don't, I don't re- know what to tell you. Yeah. We, we, shall, not, we shall not associate. Oh. I mean, people are going to talk anyway, so it's like you might as well just see the loudest movie possible. Yeah. So I, th- I just thought it was an interesting point. So depressing. Yeah. That is a depressing thought process. Yeah. The, the whole Scorsese thing... Uh, where do you fall on this? Scorsese, Scorsese. I, I've always said Scorsese. Yeah, I've always but then said I've heard Scorsese. some people go Scorsese. I say like, what? Scorsese. Marty. Marty. Uh, our friend Marty. It's the it's the, this is the classic like old old guy take. Yeah. Where it's like it bums me out. Well, it's like and, I mean you're not wrong, Marty, but who yeah. cares? Yeah, and who cares, dude? And me personally. It's okay for movies to be different, for some of them to be theme park rides. Totally. Who gives a shit? Nothing he said has bothered me, because he can say what he wants, whatever your opinion. You don't have have to like Marvel movies. Uh, But it does kind of upset me, because he hasn't seen them all. You know what I mean? Like, 
If you haven't, he just saw Iron Man two. Probably and left saw, a bad exactly. taste. Exactly, like he saw he saw Thor: Dark World. He's making all these assumptions about something he hasn't fully seen. Also, like, and that's that bums me out. It's kind of fun. I was talking about this with Sophia, and she she made a funny point where it was yeah. like. He's talking about like art house movies, you know, and, and stuff. Yeah. And like he drops some names, and I'm like, yeah, they make great stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's really funny for him to be saying, like, oh, these blockbuster movies or whatever. And I'm like, Sophia made this joke too, but she was like, you've made the same movie about Ital- old Italian guys like seven times. Like, settle down, Marty. Like, obviously, and- that's a. S- simplification for humor, humor, humorous course, purposes. Course, but like, course. it was just kind of funny to yeah. me. Um, and like, I don't know, dude, Hugo was like a big budget thing. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing that these guys forget. Like Coppola, Spielberg, these guys, they used to make what they make used to be blockbuster pictures. And now they are artsy, you know, because the times have changed, but it's like back in the day, Godfather, all these casino, Goodfellas, you know, these were like. The big hot items, by yeah. and large, like you know, obviously Spielberg a little more, but you oh. know, Godfather was a huge deal. Coppola yeah. was making like populous pictures, yeah. you know, and it's just so funny to have him like calling out the modern day equivalent of Godfather yeah. in some ways. And it's like I want to see your obviously dramas, perfect analog. But I want to see your intense dramas in the movie theater, but like. Not if people are talking around me. I'd rather just watch it. Looking at their phone. Because people get bored. Yeah. The Irishman's three and a half hours, dude. dude. Do you think people are not going to be on their phones in that thing? (laughs) That is an at-home length. Yeah. You know? It's like, isn't the theater supposed to be for big roller coaster rides anyway? We were doing a bad job at lightning round, man. Sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. I'm having a blast. You were talking about the movie theater, and it just made me think of it. I thought it was a great point that I haven't heard. I haven't heard that... Yeah, that argument yeah. towards Scorsese about bringing up the actual theater experience. Yeah. So that was really interesting. It's on Collider. Collider.com. I've heard of it. Here you go. Hit me. Tyler Travis, Deacons' train robbery scene takes my breath away every damn time I watch the assassination of Jesse James Beautiful shot. by the coward Robert Ford. Beautiful Robert? Shot. Yep. Uh, I think he has even stated that it's the best thing he's done. Wow, if Deacons is saying that's the best he's ever done, you know it's good. Freaking phenomenal yeah. shot, dude. The train light coming in on the on the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masked yeah. robbers hiding. They're like standing on the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And it passes. He's over. on the tracks, yeah, they're in the woods. <sighs> it's got, crazy. Yeah. I think uh Brad Pitt has like a lantern. That's a bonkers movie, dude. Yeah. Tokyo Slim. Man. There's, there's that ah. hidden there's that hidden like four hour cut out there somewhere. Of Jesse James? Yeah, that's like never going to be released, but it always gets brought up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tokyo Slim says, man, the long single take shot of Clive Owen walking through the hospital with the baby and children of men is probably one of my most technically outstanding and emotionally affecting single take shots in cinema, but also the old boy hallway shot is goat. Someone referenced it above. Nathaniel Howe, alien. The opening shots of the Nostromo are stuck in my brain. Also the whole movie. Yes. Swan, I'm a sucker for long takes, and my favorite to date is still the one in Children of the Men. Yep. But also, shout out to episode bleep of The nice. Haunting of Hill House. Nice. What are your favorite long takes? I really like the one in, in Atonement. Atonement. That movie was kind of whatever, but that shot was super good. Yeah. Um, The beginning of The Player is funny. My um, favorite shot is the Queen Alien uh, when Ripley's holding Newt. We're talking about long takes now, Huber. But 
my favorite shot in the movie. That's my favorite shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. That reveal. My favorite, like, single shot in cinema. Hmm. I really like the opening shot of Fargo when the car comes over the... Yeah. And it's just, like, a white expanse of nothingness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also like deep, rich colors. Deep, rich colors. So I'm definitely thinking Zack Snyder. <laughs> So hey, just kind of any shot from a Zack Snyder. He has a cool-sounding Netflix movie coming out where it's a zombie movie, because he did Dawn of the Dead. Zombie movie with Dave Bautista. I'm in. And they go to Vegas to rob a casino during a zombie apocalypse. I'm in. Sounds like it's going to be fun. <laughs> that sounds pretty funny. That's his next one. Uh, say what you will about Lars von Trier, because the guy's a maniac, but <laughs> the cinematography and Melancholia and Antichrist are is bonkers. Bonks. There are some. There are some shots in Melancholia that are just. Those are some deep, rich colors. Deep, rich colors. Um, Love deep, rich colors. This is, is this is a new. This is a new bit. New bit. It's going on for a while. What is my favorite long take though? I just thought of it. Now I forgot about it. No, oh, well. I know. That's funny. I'm gonna remember 100 long takes yeah. when, when we leave here because yeah. i love long oh takes. uh episode four of season one of true detective has a really good one nice you know uh agents of shield surprisingly will throw out a random long take fight scene here and there and uh there's some good ones in Agents of shield of all places seven brides for seven brothers the lonesome polecat song is all one shot eight heads in a duffel bag eight heads in a duffel bag Point gross point blank. Lock stock smoke two smoking barrels. Snatch <laughs> in Bruges. Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> what was the connection there? Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson is in Braveheart. Yes. Who is he in Braveheart? He's like Mel Gibson's best friend. Damn. <laughs> got got it. The Crossing Guard. What is that movie with him? Where he's like sad and alone? The Guard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Never saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Seven Psychopaths. That's written by Sam Rockwell, dude. Sam Rockwell, dude. Love him. We are off the rails. We are so unhinged. No, we're done with that. So many good long takes. We're done with that now. Long takes. A lot of good horror long takes, I feel like. Max Miller loves the bullet dodge from The Matrix. Also, the shot in the, toward the end of Parasite when someone's sitting on a toilet smoking a cigarette. You know what we're talking about? Yeah. We're not going to talk about it because yes. it's a spoiler. Yes. It's a good shot, though. Yeah. I feel like I have to sneeze. Michelle Jackson's like likes the pie-making shot from pilot episode of Pushing Daisies. <laughs> Bless you. Bless your beautiful heart. Bless wherever you. you may be. Is that a real low. song? That's from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. That is a sexist movie. Seven Brides. Bless you. Is in, but is it intentional? I don't know. I have a weird soft spot for that movie. Nice. Um, uh, now my nose is all running. I'm sorry, everyone. <sighs> David Geis, rating the best shot is difficult, but Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal's character yeah, races dude. the rescue child to the hospital near the end of the movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I gotta go Bless blow my you. nose. Read these comments. Bless you. Character, the tension, the deep, rich colors, having very vivid memories of watching it for the first time. He says the colors. Playing right into Huber's love for that film. And again, not the favorite of mine from the director. 
But Deacons, it is. Great, great movie. Uh, Maka Deacons is obviously legendary, but I feel his work on Prisoners doesn't get anywhere near enough praise. Two in a row. That film has so many unique and visually interesting shots. It's absolutely stunning. So my favorite individual frame is when Gyllenhaal's character is approaching the van with the glowing gas station behind him. Absolutely. Kyle Lee, the opening shot of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, where the camera pulls back to show the emotion of Knives hearing Sex bob for the first time. Between the amazing in-camera effect making the room feel like it's expanding and the music blending perfectly as the camera moves in time, it creates an otherworldly effect that perfectly translates the feeling of awe, excitement, joy, and love that comes from hearing your favorite song for the first time. What director is known for having a great look regardless of their cinematographer? Great question. We're on which director is known for having a great look regardless of their cinematographer? Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Phenomenal movies. You know, I watched his uh, first feature, and it's probably the most disturbing movie I've seen in a very long time. What's his first? It's called, like, Polytechnic, and it's about a true story of this dude who hates women and, like, shoots them dead in a school. Good lord. It is terrifying, this movie. It has, it's black and white, and it is very raw and gritty, and it's one of his first, it's like his first feature, uh, and just... You feel this. It's very unsettling. Very, I do not recommend this for everyone. It's very hard. It sounds really intense. It's very intense and gritty. Uh, but uh, the cinematography in that hits so hard because I think the movie is so realistic and it's obviously based on real events. It is? Good yeah. God. Yeah. Heavy. Terrifying. That's his, yeah, he did that. And then after that, he did Incendies. And mm. that, that mm-hmm. blew him up. But, yeah. Heavy, heavy duty movie what a career he's had yeah i like his stuff every single one of his movies is amazing enemy dude enemy frightening that spider freaks me out oh it freaks me out i really like that movie yeah uh every single one of his movies he does not have a bad movie that's so great i hope i haven't haven't seen one of his movies that's been bad come on dude dude Come on, I am Dune. shocked that they're letting him do Dune. He can do it. No, no, no. I, of course he can yeah. do it. But after the financial disappointment of Blade Runner 2049, yeah. even though that movie is freaking incredible, yeah, it is. nobody saw it. Yeah. Damn thing didn't even make its money back, did it? I'm sure it did now. But I'm sure it did. Rui Mendez says, when I saw this post, I first thought of Terrence Malick. Yeah. Many, uh, mainly until Tree of Life, which is a much hated film as it is loved, Personally, they love it. Dude, love it. Badlands, Days of Heaven, and the Thid Red Line are just perfect. Death is a disease. There's a cure like any other. Jackman, bro. When did, what, who? Is that Tree of Life? Yeah. I don't remember that. No, that's the fountain. That's the fountain, Sorry. Tree of Life is a pit. The fountain is beautiful. Love the fountain. Macro, like microscopic stuff to be... Huge nebulae and stuff. The, oh god, the fountain is the amazing. Fountain. The fountain is good. Is underrated. Beautiful movie. Oh, the cell guy. Yeah, that's uh, Tarsem. Yeah, his the movies, fall dude. is a very beautiful movie. <sighs> yeah, his cinematography. You know what he has? Hmm. Deep rich. Deep rich colors, colors dude. dude. Yes. The most. The the deepest the and the peak. richest. Yes. We found it. Yeah. The yep. fall. Yep. 
That movie is Number gorgeous. Yeah. Also just shot in like so many different countries. Yeah. Damn. Lee Tar Pace. Sam, dude. Yeah. Lee Pace. Love Lee Pace. I love Lee Pace. Oh. The Fall is what made me fall in love with Lee Pace. I watched Pushing Daisies after I watched The Fall. Nice. Lee Pace, dude. Lee freaking Pace. Took me out of it a little bit in, um, is it The Hobbit? Where he's like an elf? Yeah. Yeah. Little weird. Yeah. Also, as as Ronan in yeah. uh, Avengers, in yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, uh, uh, I yeah. don't buy him as like a bad or guy. Marvel pops up again beginning Captain Marvel. That's right. Oh yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. Zach Wojnar, Wojnar. How do you say your name, Zach? <laughs> I really love cinematography, but I get a bit distracted by Inaritu, Inaritu specifically. He really wants the best director Oscar. And I think the Revenant, with the Revenant, it came at a deliberate expense of the Best Picture trophy. I thought that was an interesting comment. So what are they saying? They're saying they're saying that he what wants. Are you saying, Zach? They're saying I think that they want he wants Best Director so much that he sacrificed making like maybe a cohesive picture with story and everything, all Got the it. elements. Yeah. But focused. I on think that's that. why I didn't like that movie, dude. It it definitely was leaning on the cinematography and direction. Elements maybe a little harder than some. It, yeah. it definitely felt like it was leaning on a few things. It felt like an experiment, kind yeah. of. It felt like they were trying to do a thing. It's like, we're going to make this gritty, hardcore, out in the cold, using natural light, natural weather movie. Wild. Which I respect as an exercise, yeah. but it felt kind of like an exercise. Oh, yeah. God, I'm going to watch that soon. Okay. You got to rewatch it. Yeah, it's, definitely, yeah. it's definitely not a bad movie. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a fun rewatch. Uh, Samuel Cardwell, all of the films of Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger look no absolutely idea. gorgeous, regardless of cinematographer. The Red Shoes, A Matter of Life and Death, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. However, I'm particularly enamored with their collaboration with Erwin Hillier on A Canterbury Tale in 1944, one of my That's favorite awesome. films of all time. Yeah. Hillier was German-Jewish and trained in German Expressionism, which somehow gels perfectly with the British realism of Powell and Pressburger. The last 20 minutes of the movie feature some utterly wow. gorgeous tracking shots through Canterbury Cathedral and the streets of the city. Very cool. Oh, also, cooey. How could we not have mentioned, like, Samsara? And uh, those, and like Kwiatkowski or whatever. Kwiatkowski, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm those, talking about? What's those... that guy's name? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not even a movie. Yes. <laughs> it's like 12 hours of just imagery, right? It's not 12 hours. Kwiatkowska or whatever. It's not 12 hours, it's like two. Ron Frick, that's no, the name. go to the other one. Kwiatkowski. Sa- Samsara, I've put on, like one time Sophia and I, I put on Samsara just because I was like, we were just sitting on the couch and I yeah. was like, well, we got to look at something. Yeah. What are we going to do? I think Talk? I saw some sorry in the theater. And we sat and watched the whole damn thing. It was so transfixed. What's the other Transfixing. one? Kwiatkowski. Yeah, that's like a nine-hour movie. I don't know. I don't know about this. Isn't There's it? Baraka. Kronos. Kronos. Let's look. Let's look at all of them. Since we're just doing whatever the hell we want now in this show, we're just going to look is. up all the run times. Kronoskowska. Yeah. All right, Kronos, tell me how long you are. Kronoskowska. Where's the runtime on this blasted website? Top. 43 no, minutes. 43 minutes? That's Kronos is 43 minutes. Baraka, 96 minutes. You're eating crow here, Huber. Kwalaskotsky 
is uh, 86 minutes, dude. Wait, am I thinking of the same one? You're That's... probably thinking of Empire by uh, what's his name? No. That one's like 12 hours long. Samsara. No. Is 102 minutes. That's his longest. I'm thinking of someone else then. Chat, what's he thinking of? We'll wait. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, those movies look great. Uh, which cinematographies have a great look regardless of director? Cinematographers. Rui Mendez. Favorite cinematography would be Sven Nyquist, who worked with Bergman a lot and made some of the most iconic shots ever made. True. Spacescape says, I absolutely love Robbie Mueller's cinematography, especially his work with Vim Vendors. Yeah. Alice in the Cities, Kings on the Road, Paris, Texas, and Jim Jarmusch. Down by Law, Mystery Train, Dead Man. I love Mystery Train. Mystery. I also like Dead Man, too. Um, not the flashiest of styles, but the use of composition and natural lighting is simply gorgeous. I agree. Zach Wojnar. Wojnar. Zach, how do you say your name? <laughs> uh, when it comes to cinematography, I must raise my glass and toast to Dion Bebe. B-B? B-E-E-B-E. B-B. 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 He's probably best known for Chicago, but pair him up with Michael Mann's digital yeah. camera style as seen in Miami Vice and Collateral, and you have something that simply doesn't look like anything else out there. Collateral really does have kind of a special I look, doesn't love it? love Collateral's Collateral. good. Phenomenal movie. The, the, the shot, the most unsettling... Is that my briefcase? What? Is that my briefcase? Is that yo, my briefcase? Yo, homie, is that my briefcase? Yo, homie. That's what he says. Yeah. The most unsettling part is when he's in that nightclub and he like stomps on that guy's yeah. neck and like just turns yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Messed up. Dude. Cruise. Tom Cruise is unhinged. Tom Cruise was a killer in that moment. Oh, yeah. Like he channeled a real life killer. Do you killer. think Tom Cruise has ever killed someone? Probably knows someone who's killed someone. Oh, dude. definitely knows people. He's probably like <laughs> talked with, oh talked with military people, you know. No, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm talking about murder. Oh. Do you think Tom Cruise knows someone who's murdered someone? Does he know that they have done it, or Tom does he just know someone? Tom Cruise knows, knows a murderer. But he knows that they're a murderer. <laughs> yes. Probably. <laughs> For sure, guaranteed he knows people who are murderers who he doesn't know that they're murderers. <laughs> okay. But probably he knows... I mean, whatever, whatever. We're barking down a dangerous tree here. I forgot where we were here, so we're just going to move forward. Uh, which director slash cinematographer slash combo has cultivated a style all of their own? Megan Leinart says uh, Sofia Coppola. Max Miller says Gaspar Noe and Benoit Deby. Uh, totes. Good. Anything else that you'd like us to talk about, I said? And uh, Ebo Show asked about the Arrowverse, but also he said, imagine George Miller, George Miller doing a Doom movie. Yes. That'd be dope. Because you just do it like Fury Road and you have them get from one end of Mars to the other. Yo. We got to get to the- Yeah. We got to get to the power station. It's on the other side of Mars. Yeah. All right, let's go. And it's just an adrenaline rush the whole way through. Or they're, the portal back to Earth is closing mm -hmm. and they have you a time limit. Yeah. So like- Anytime someone like breaks their legs, they just have to leave them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you go Vasquez style, and you leave them with some like detonators. Yeah, grenades. Hold it down, dude. Vasquez. Vasquez. You ever get mistaken for a man? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Such a good comeback, dude. <laughs> Such a good. <laughs> Such a good one. Uh, Jay Christ 08 wanted to know our opinion 
on if Norton continued to be the Hulk in the MCU and how many amazing scenes we would have gotten with RDJ and Norton playing off each other. Also, what's our opinion on Netflix playback speed changing feature? I love Mark Ruffalo, dude. I love Mark Ruffalo I'm too. Sorry. It's, it's I love hard Mark Ruffalo way too much. To also, I hear I hear Norton is difficult to work with. I heard that as well. I don't want to spread tales out of school, but and every time I go through the MCU, nothing makes me laugh harder. Yeah, belly laughing than when Ruffalo is newly Ruffalo with Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, when he's wearing Tony's clothes, yeah. he's like, "Where am I?" Like, <laughs> where am whole- I? Freaking segment is gold. And they mention Norton and RDJ playing off each other, but I think Mark Ruffalo and RDJ play off each other really yeah, well. Because there's like a real deep love yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, there's a yeah, bond. Yeah. Whereas I think like real life tension between Norton and everyone else would have shown through. I think so too, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh as far as the netback Netflix playback speed thing, like, yeah, I can understand why filmmakers are pissed about that. Maybe Netflix, this is weird, but maybe Netflix, like, doesn't have it on for, like, narrative stuff, but you could, you but could I mean, do it for, time, like... But, I mean, if you want to watch something how you want to watch it, I don't understand yeah, the problem. Yeah, I mean, problem. let people do what they want to do yeah, is, exactly. is the real answer, but, like... Like, because, because we're already not watching these movies in a theater, right. which, pe- like, filmmakers... Scorsese was even saying, he's like, we're, as filmmakers, we all want people to see it in the theater. Yeah, he's like, if they don't say that, they're lying to you. And I was yeah. like, oh, that sounds weird. I got but it. Made me I, think, that's like, why you just have to have a projector. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it just seems weird. You don't have to have a projector because if season. if people are just at their home watching your thing, yeah, sorry, let them do. You know, people what? are just people are chilling halfway because through it, these things. Exactly, it's, it's Netflix. It's no different than watching a movie at normal speed while being on your phone. Right. Like same thing. You're barely into. Getting into sexual escapades halfway yeah, or, through. Yeah, or like eating, or eating. going to the bathroom, but just letting it play. Letting it, letting it play, like I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why this is a big Your creative vision deal. is compromised. Although, I do think it's, back on Tom Cruise, I think it's so awesome and funny that they did that video decrying like true motion and judder reduction. It. it was it. so funny, but also loved it. so true. Turn off that shit on mm-hmm. your TVs. Yes. It's awful. Yeah. Every time I go to friends' houses and I see it immediately, I can spot it instantly and I'm just like, we need to fix your TV, bro. Yeah. It's poisonous. It's How only- much is a uh like a calibrator? Someone to come yeah. to your house oh, a person and personally calibrate just do it yourself it's not that hard just turn that crap off what turn off the true motion no 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 no. oh you're talking about like color and i'm talking real deal calibration there's a you can get like apps that do that and stuff there are a series of letters i don't know it starts with i maybe how much you think for a person to come and do it yeah someone probably exists that would do it probably like 300 bucks can omar do it probably Omar seems like he could calibrate a TV well. Yeah. He's I've I've seen him like like calibrating ang- angrily calibrating his <laughs> monitors several times. <laughs> it's just always just like I can't get it to match. <laughs> the red values, uh, the brightness. Someone in in the comments is like a professional calibrator. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I need some tips because I, I just 
I feel like my, I feel like there's something wrong with my TV because the brights are really bright with like HDR stuff, but I feel like my darks are too dark. Yeah. Where it's there's, pro- there's probably like a blackness sitting or something. Yeah, like, like something I think when is I a little at, off with my darkness. When I was at my sister's house, we were watching The Witch, yeah. the, the Vavitch. And, the, uh, yeah, what is that about? <laughs> I don't know. Old timey, I think, language. Okay. I think that's the way, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> New England folktale. Got it. Uh, but uh, anyway, and their TV at first had judder reduction, like true motion, whatever. So yeah. I was like, we got to turn that off. Yeah. Went in, turned that off, and then we were watching for another little while, and then, like, every time a subtitle came on, the screen would get darker, and then the subtitle went away, and the screen would get brighter. It was very, very subtle, yeah. but then I was like, I paused it again, and I was like, hang on, the TV's automatically adjusting brightness. Yes. We gotta turn that off. So I went and I turned that off, nice, too. Nice, <laughs> nice, It was just driving me Saving crazy. Saving lives here, dude. Yeah, I was like, Anya, I can't handle this. Um, anyway. <laughs> Morgan Mahala, can we get a Patriot check-in? Also has top-tier cinematography. I'm on episode two. They're planning on visiting Luxembourg because of the show. I've actually thought of that, too. I'm interested in Luxembourg now. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Although someone, a European friend said Luxembourg is really boring. But I can't remember who told me that. I'm sure Luxembourg is dope. It looks beautiful in this show. Well, I feel like everyone I've ever met that's from London that, yeah. calls it a shithole and yeah, they hate everyone, it. Everyone hates like, everywhere they're from. Yeah, yeah, like my number one desired place to live is London. To live? Yeah, I want to live there. I've never even been there. I want to go there. I got to go there. Uh, my very, very first ever girlfriend lives in London, I think. Track her down. Somewhere, sounds, somewhere like, in there. sounds like the beginning of a rom-com, Ian. No, she's married. We talk sometimes. Oh. She's dope. She's cool. just living her life, doing her thing. It's cool. great. Cool. Uh, I mean, we were like... You know, teens, whatever. Nice teens. <laughs> You're going to track someone down. T for teen. Uh, T for teen. M for mature. Tokyo Slim gave us an amazing list Yo, of- City of God, yeah, dude. City of God. I'm just going to rattle off this huge City list of titles. City of God. City of God is really good. Forgot about that movie. That is so intense. It's very intense. That is such an intense movie. You know what else is going to be intense? Hmm. Me rattling off all these titles. Nail them. Here we go. Lawrence of Arabia, Assassin of Jesse James, Apocalypse Now, There Will Be Blood, City of God, Mood for Love, The New World, The Thin Red Line, Days of Heaven, The Master, Mad Max for Your Road, Children of Men, The French Connection, Birdman, Saving Private Ryan, Master and Commander, Old Boy, Raging Bull, Cold War, The Fall, Black Narcissus, Paris, Texas, Schindler's List, Amelie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hard Boiled, 2001 Space Odyssey, The Shining, Once Upon a Time in the West, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Clockwork, uh, Clockwork Orange, Last Tango in Paris, Chinatown, Alien, Quidon, Ron, The Natural, uh, Ron is amazing, The Natural, Unforgiven, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Baraka, Samsara, LA Confidential, The Matrix, Metropolis, uh, The Third Man, Vertigo, and yes, for nothing else, if it's not lasting impact on cinematic photography, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's awesome, dude. It's also, Rear movie. Window, I would, I would add. Uh, go up really quick. And uh, they, North they by Northwest. The New World. Yeah. Is, I, I've, I saw it once in college, and I've never been so surprised by a movie. A movie that I wrote off, Colin Farrell, like Pocahontas yeah. stuff. What is this? This yeah. is going to be terrible. Yeah. This is going to be like King Arthur levels of bad. That was bad. That was a bad And movie. wow. Yeah. That movie is really good. You know what movie is really Has bad? It, uh-huh. Alexander. Alexander. The huh? movie is. Is Garb. that with Colin Farrell? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or is that King Arthur? Not. 
I think he's I think he's Alexander. Oh, okay. Maybe he's King Arthur. I too. saw that movie for free because I worked at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I was seeing it alone, like the day before it came out. Yeah, I hated it so much I busted out my Game Boy Advance uh, during the movie, which oh I would never. I mean, it was gosh. in the theater alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But to this day, I'm still mad I didn't just leave. I got a question for you. Something huh. uh, someone hasn't been brought up. Someone really important to movies right now. Yeah, has not been brought up. And I'm interested to see where you stand. Mm. Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah. No, no. Has not been brought up. And I think. Chrissy, no, no. I don't think. Because Wally Fisfer is usually his dude. But then the last. I think the last one or two movies, Nolan had someone different. But it's usually Wally Fisfer. But and they love that IMAX. Love that IMAX. They get that IMAX. I mean, there. Nolan does big better than almost anyone. I don't know if. His movies are very. They, they always they look serve, so good, yeah. But I don't know if I have any like super like obviously some Joker. Well, they're shots. a little austere, austere, whatever. Like when Joker burns the money, that's crazy. Yeah, or it when looks he's really out of the, good out when of he's the yeah when he's out of the cop. Yeah, that's the thing. He has a very. I think he plays down his style. Like yes, he has a very specific style. He's kind of like Fincher in a lot of ways. But it's it's somehow massive, yeah, but like but, so but intimate. intimate. Yeah, 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 dude. I mean, I think Inception <laughs> is probably his most out there cinematography wise. Mm-hmm. I think all of his movies look good. All of them. Yeah, I can't wait for. There's Tenet. not a bad looking. I don't know anything about it. Tenet. I read the premise, but I forget. But it had me really hyped. What genre is it? It's like sci-fi. Oh, sick! I'm in. Yeah. Um, okay, then we do the premise. Ah, uh, it's super epic. Tenet? Yep. T e n n i t. T e n e t. T e n e t. The plot is currently unknown. The project is described as an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Shit, yeah, dude. Nolan, dude. <laughs> Nolan. My problem though with Nolan comes out in 2020. Is summer. not is not in the cinematography or the filmmaking. It's in the storytelling. Because generally, the way he likes to do a movie, mm-hmm. it's a it's fun the first time, but then once you know the rules, Inception has degre- degraded a little bit. Yeah, because once you know the rules, the first like third of the of Inception, especially, but even a couple of his other ones, you kind of don't need it anymore. Yeah, it's like I already know the rules. Let's mm-hmm. just skip to Act Two, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a bummer. It's yeah. kind of expositional. Yeah. But whatever. Maybe Inception is just one of those movies that you can only watch once every ten years. Yeah. So you don't remember the little. And you got to get hit in the face with a board <laughs> before you watch it. So you're, <sighs> oh man. Never start with a victim's head. Yeah. Remember it's it all fuzzy. Woody. Yeah, makes them all fuzzy. <laughs> oh man, I'm still sad about about him, man. Dude, Dark Knight. He's Ledger, dude. Pour one out. Uh, anyway, Tokyo Slim did a funny thing that I like huh. that he says he's going to keep doing, and I'm all for it. They made a quote challenge for us. Excellent. Uh, all right. Uh, this one I know. Do you know this one? Listen, lady, I only speak two languages, English and bad English. I do know this, but I can't get it right now. It's one of the, it's, it's one of the oh. movies that you answer as a joke every time that isn't Ghostbusters. Bad boys. Nope. Fifth element. Fifth element, dude. I want to eat something that's alive. That one I don't know, but it sounds familiar. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't think so. That was I want to eat something that's alive. Yeah, I don't know that one. 
Hello, Vinny, it's your Uncle Bingo. Time to pay the check. The hell? I mean, at first I want to say my cousin Vinny. Sure. But it's probably not that, because it would be super obvious, and I don't remember an Uncle Bingo, but I don't know. No clue. Discovering the object of the game is the object of the game. The game. Great cinematography. Is that from the game? Fincher. I don't know. I love Fincher, dude. I love that movie. Fincher needs to make another movie. Out of the way, Peck. Willow. Is it? That's from Willow. Willow, dude. I don't know if I've ever seen Willow. Out of the way, Peck. He calls him Peck all the time. Peck. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. I am almost positive that's, nice. that's Willow. I like how I know that one, but not like the, the others are probably like screamingly obvious. Yeah. But uh, Tokyo Slim says that he'll let us know any that we nice. miss next month and then give us five more. Nice. So I'm very excited. Can you requote the ones that we got wrong just so we can remember oh, what we got eat wrong? Something that's alive, dude. That yeah, one that is sounds so familiar. So familiar. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, no. I don't want to know until next month because sure, I sure. think this is a really fun game. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That, that takes care of our quote challenge. I like if Tokyo Slim's going to provide the quotes now, we don't have to worry about it. Here's a question we didn't bring up. Huh? Anime. Looks great. Cinematography in anime. Akira has great cinematography. Akira! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what did I just do? Sephiroth? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Akira! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love... The framing, Do you think that's the shots cheating? in anime. Is that cheating if you're just like I mean, drawing everything? I mean, technically it's like cinematography, yeah. you know, like cinematography mise-en-scene. Yeah. You know. If you do it, you do it, I say. It doesn't matter how you do it. Tra-la-la. No, I agree, though. Like, some of the, like, Studio Ghibli stuff has some of the best shots in the biz. Some of the best in the biz. Perfect Blue, dude? That movie's crazy. Perfect freaking Blue. Perfect freaking Blue? Intense. Cowboy Bebop, dude? Keep those eyes. Keep those eyes open. <laughs> open, dude. Something about falling while, like, leaving grenades behind you is the sickest anime shit of all time. Oh, yeah. Name something cooler. Oh, I can't. can't. I can't. It's so cool. That's cinematography, too. Yeah. It's kind of got that Watchmen vibe where he's, like, falling and falling down. Exactly. A cool anime thing, too, is when characters, like, know they're about to die, but, like, yeah. still go in guns blazing. Yep. That's pretty cool in yep. an anime. Yep. Don't do that in real life, no. obviously. No, no, no. But, anime. but in an anime. If you're, if you're in an anime, I guess, but, like, don't do that in real life. Yeah. Uh, Love anime. Anime's good stuff, dude. Well, some of it. It's like everything else, you know, there's good stuff and bad stuff. Some good, some bad, some ugly. Berserk, dude. Those movies have crazy crazy framing in them. Berserk. I got nothing left. And some deep, rich colors. <laughs> uh, all right, thank Take you. Take us out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching Reaction Shots for November 2019. Blade Runner Month. We've made it. We are in the future... Corporations own everything now. They actually do. They actually do. That part was right. We don't have flying cars, but we have self-driving cars. They're still on the ground. We don't have any people on Mars. Don't have any replicants. Don't have any off-site mining worlds yet. We don't have yet. any replicants that we know of. We're, whoa, that's Are true. you a replicant? Are you a skin job? I'm a skin How job. How intense is skin job? That lingo. 
How what? How, how intense, intense is that? Oh, yeah. I thought you said how many times no, how is skin job, and I'm like, are you gonna finish that sentence? It's very like it's very intense, gritty. Oh yeah. Skin it also like it, it's a successful. <laughs> it's like it's like bitingly racist. Yeah. For a made up yeah. thing. Yeah. It's very good. It's very derogatory. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Skin fake job. racism. Is Deckard? He's not a skin job because 2049. Well, who knows? He wouldn't be a Nexus Model Five or whatever. Nexus Eight. From because they were in the newer model, so maybe the older ones don't have the four year lifespan. But I think obviously the filmmakers have even said like the question of whether he is or isn't 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 overly important, yeah. yeah. But also, like, sort of unclear because pregnancy happens and it's like, well, I, I don't know, we can't talk about it without. I mean, I've already spoiled it, Blade Runner. You'll get caught up in the Blade Runner. Patreon.com slash easy allies. If you want to be one of these beautiful commenters, join us at the $7 and up levels. We really, really appreciate your support on Patreon. We need it to survive. This is our job. And we love doing it. And we do it all for you. And we hope we everything I do. Too tired. For you tonight, yeah. Hopefully, this episode wasn't Couldn't, too unhinged. Pretty unhinged. But pretty I think unhinged. I think we stayed hopefully, on track. F- good unhinged. And I don't wanna.